right about now. Let's go. Red, red wine, you make me feel so fine. You keep me rocking all of the time. All right. KRS Radio presents Comedy, comedy Chat, where we discuss comedy topics with comedians known and unknown. Laugh and learn. They must not know just who this About what we go through to make it in this industry. It's live. It's live. It's funny. It's funny. And we red, Hey, 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 Caribbean Radio Show, how are you doing? It is your girl, Danny Redwine. It is Friday. It is Friday, and we are going to enjoy this weekend. It's already April 7th, y'all. We are almost in the middle of the April month already. Time is just flying. We got so much going on in the world, but... Over there in the Caribbean, y'all are always enjoying the sun. But your girl over here, I'm just getting the sun. So I am trying to relax and do my thing this weekend. I don't have much going on this weekend, but I'm not going to trip off of that because I always say I'm not doing stuff, and I end up doing stuff anyway. So with that being said, we have a great show today. We have a great, great show. I have a guest that's going to be joining us very, very soon, um, and I will introduce him. But we are always, we're going to always talk about, like, current events and things that are going on. Um, we want to discuss what happened with Monique's show. You know, she had that whole Netflix thing a couple of years back. Um, you know, she had, like, had this cotton Netflix because she felt like she was being uh, lowballed in the uh, what they were offering her. So, you know, just, you know, talk about that, chat about what's going on. She just dropped her new Netflix special. Um, normally, I don't watch stand-up uh, just because I feel like it can be influential to, you know, being creative. But um, I did watch this. I watched this one. I watched the Chris Rock one just because of everybody's watching it. I want to be able to have my own perspective of what's going on. So that's kind of where I was at with that. Um, So we'll talk about that because Monique is, um, Monique is a, you know, she's like a, a trailblazer. She was one of the queens of comedy and then she got into acting. So, you know, she got into acting and I think she is an excellent actress. Um, she played crazy a little bit too good for me, but um, I think she's a great actress. Um, so we're going to talk about that because I did watch the special. I'm not for sure if our guests watched it or not, but I just kind of want to elaborate on, you know, some of the things that other comedians are saying, um, their reviews and how they feel about how how she did. You know, because you you think after all of the uproar, of being on Netflix and battling with them about how much she should get paid and trying to get people to boycott. And then you have people that are um, uh, people that are actually trying to, you know, do Netflix specials. People like me would love to have a Netflix special, but you don't have that following. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of things to tap in on that because where they shot the uh, Netflix special, um, it almost kind of looked like a theater. Um, which which isn't a problem at all, 
But I think that was um, Netflix. I think that was their their problem was she wasn't selling she wasn't filling up seats. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to talk about that later. But I do have my uh, guest coming up online. I just want to tell you about him. He is a Grand Rapids, um, Michigan native. He is the winner of the See If You Can Make Me Laugh. It was a, a Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal was doing a, a competition, and um, that was his thing, and a comedy competition that was sponsored by uh, Cavassier and uh, Shaq All-Star Comedy Tour. Uh, Dave also um, has become one of the most sensational and new talents in stand-up. Now, I actually know Dave, so I've been watching Dave for a lot of years doing comedy, and he is hilarious. But he started when he was probably about 15 years old, so he's definitely been in the game for about 15 15 years easily. Um, He's opened up for people like Mike Epps, uh, Eddie Griffin, uh, John Witherspoon, rest in peace, Bill Bellamy, and more. Um, Dave has also made history by being one of the only comedians to ever place while performing live at the Apollo Theater in New York. So he's he's done some he's done some dope stuff, and he is very very funny. He is a very good friend of mine, and I know that he'll be a household name one day because he is a nut in a hut. But we are going to get to know. And learn about the wonderful Dave Jones. Come on in, Dave. How are you doing this morning? Are you there? I'm great. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you fine. You sound you sound awesome. good and clear. Good. good. <laughs> so how are you doing? How are you doing today on this sunny day? I'm good. I'm great. You know, chasing good. dreams. But not chasing me. Chasing so. dreams. That's what we doing all the time, ain't it? Yeah, you got to. You got Absolutely. to. Absolutely, and you can't and you can't stop. People people think you can just you know go in and apply for it and do it and it happens. <laughs> right. No, like because, not. You know, we 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 look up to a lot of comics who that has happened too. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember watching Eddie Murphy. Yeah. At fifteen, nineteen, you know, selling out theaters, you know. Yeah, but you know that to, was that was that was back when it was easier. Like I feel like if I would have been yeah, a comedian yeah. when I was younger, I would be good right now. It's almost like uh, comedians, the the older comedians, don't even really, you know, they already got stamped because they've been doing it for so long. But these newer comedians are coming up, saturated field, and. You know, it's something for everybody. So, yeah, and you know, the yeah. world uh, is a little smaller when it comes to the internet and things like that. You get to, you know, kind of balance out who's funnier than other, or like, you know, who you enjoy to see more. You know, what I'm saying when it right. comes to the internet, gives options. You know, back then right. it wasn't the internet to see if, oh yeah, you know, Eddie Murphy made me laugh, but there's this other dude I watch on YouTube who's funny too. Like there wasn't nothing like that back then, so right, right. Competition, but you know the. I think it's different now. I think everybody, but I think there's still enough room for everything. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's enough room. Comedians are really um, underemployed because we need more laughter out here. 
It should be a lot more shows. It should be a lot more festivals. It should be a lot more, since comedy is booming now, I think it should just be more regular that you hear about big comedy concerts now more than music concerts, you know? But, you know, that's just me. That's the world that I hope we're able to live in one day, you know? Right. So let's right. let's get into it, Dave. Let's let's get into the nitty gritty. So how how did you get into comedy? How did you um how did you start out? Um, well, I would say I was always like a little entertainer as a kid. You know, I you know, remember like doing Michael Jackson on the playgrounds or recess and stuff like that. And I always, you know, in classroom, class clown type who just enjoy you know, having attention, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I think, I think when it comes to stand-up, it was really just a structured way to have attention. And um, like I said, I was watching Eddie. My dad showed me Eddie Murphy videos, you know. Like, I was young watching Eddie Murphy on Delirious and Raw. And right. Like, I, Raw, oh, Raw is still one of my favorite. Raw yeah. is still one of my favorite stand-up comedy shows. Right, exactly. Yeah, that's it's definitely, definitely definitely one. It's definitely a go-to. If I want to watch a good stand-up, I definitely will watch Raw again. Anyway, so did you always know you was gonna do a do stand-up though? Did you always know you was gonna be a comedian? Like you said, you've been doing this since you were younger. So is that you decided when you were younger? That this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. That uh, definitely, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I, I will, yeah, my first show I was probably like fifteen. I did a show for the Ivy Let. Like it was like basically like the minor, AKA girls who was like learning, you know, prior to college how to be AKAs. But I got invited to do some jokes, and I I wrote like a parody song. I really don't remember exactly what song it was, but no, I got on stage. I got to host it. That's really what it was. I got to host it. So I threw a couple jokes out there that I wrote, and it you know was received with love and laughter. So and you right. know I loved like that love. No, like I think every comedian has a just a drop of egotisticness, like a, a drop, because everybody, we all, like, love to hear the responses after we perform or how funny we were, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that just kind Absolutely. of validates you. I think we, like, it, it validates you to continue to chase what you're chasing, so, yeah. After right. I got, after all that love I got after then, I was just addicted to it, so, yeah, I kept going. Mm-hmm. That's when you got mm-hmm. bit. You got bit by the bug. <laughs> exactly. That's they, that's what they call it, the comedy bug. So if if you wasn't doing comedy, what is there anything else you had interest in? What do you think you would be doing if you wasn't doing comedy? Well, you know, I took a lot of acting classes too. You know, I think it would be something in entertainment. You know, like it definitely right. be something. Like be something like in front of a camera or something on the stage. Yeah, or even behind the two. I wouldn't mind editing things, you know what I'm saying? Like all my comedy DVDs I came out with when people was watching DVDs and had DVD players. Like, I yeah, now see, that's myself. what I wish I could get into a little bit because cause editing, editing is a pain. 
just doing little TikTok videos and Instagrams, I be getting mad when I can't figure yeah, out yeah. where to stop and get it right on point. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, exactly. so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's dope. I don't know if I would get into editing, but I definitely, I definitely would like to get into writing, you know? Um, yeah. Comedy, Important. comedy is so, yeah, but comedy is so uh, wide in regards to where you can go. Um, you know, a lot of people start out as stand-ups and end up doing other stuff, you know? So I just think, you know, stand-up comedy is dope. It it, it makes you more confident. It makes you um, more prepared and more comfortable <clears throat> talking in front of people and people that you don't know. Um, it teaches you how to naturally network with people. As long as you know, you know how to talk with people and <laughs> be cool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of yes. people, a I mean, lot I'm of people be walking make, around here with you know how to make a person laugh through conversation, if you can make a person laugh through conversation, like that conversation goes a lot, a lot better. Exactly. Than, very well, yeah. It does. It does. So being that you've been in cashier laugh, you can make a cashier laugh, and then next thing you know, your experience in that aisle is just a lot better than other people, especially if that cashier had a having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. And I make it a point to to talk to people and you know smile at people and give people compliments and stuff because. You know, it's it's a lot going on in the world, and I really think the comedians, not only on stage but off stage, just bringing people happiness and good spirits is what we should be doing. That's our job. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think we are like the sole savers out here because people come to shows. You know how it is, Dave. People come to shows after losing loved ones or having a shitty day at work or, you know, whatever. They just come just for the laugh because, you know, you need that. <clears throat> so, you know, comedy yeah, is laugh. up in that aspect. Laughter to be the best medicine and we just got to be like doctors when it comes to that shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, now you've been in comedy for over 10 years, probably a good 15 years. You think? Um, how, do you know how long <clears throat> you've been doing exactly how many years? I'll give myself, I'll give myself, I'll give myself 15 years. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Did you ever take your first set? Your, your very first set? My very first, did I tape it? No, no. Yeah. I think... Uh, <clears throat> I think like I said, my first set was for, um, a, like I hosted an event, so the it got recorded, but I don't got it. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't. It wasn't I was like, gonna say that event that you hosted. That's your day. That was my that's first your date that you would, that's the yep that's the that's the first day that you would go by to count back because i didn't <clears throat> I didn't understand it either until somebody told me that the first time that you get on stage and if you continue to be a comic after that, that's your day that you started well, doing man, comedy. Really, so, I don't want to so say, yeah, um, so you, yeah I was, doing, I was saying was, fifteen just to be safe, but I think it's been longer than that exactly. days. Because I've been doing comedy almost, I've been doing comedy almost nine years. I've been doing comedy nine years now. Just last month, I got my celebrated my nine year. So if I've been okay. in it for nine years, you was in it way before I was. Yeah, 
Yeah. But being so that since you've been in it, <clears throat> right? But being that you've been in it that long, what do you think your uh, most? What's your most memorable show? Mm, I mean, the Apollo was crazy. The Apollo was crazy because only because the experience I had waiting to audition. You know, right. the line mission was just so long and people were sleeping outside. And But, you know, you got to meet so many people who was chasing, chasing after that, right. you know, drinking after that. After, and we, I'm talking about people like unified, you know, I'm talking about like people would watch other people bag while they got something to eat for everybody else in line. Like it was like a lot of love. Like it was like, you know, at the same time, you meet comedians that you like, man, I'm going to get on this show. You know what I'm saying? So it was it was just, like, a lot of different emotions. Like, touching that stage will always be, like, one of the – just because of who all else touched the stage. Like, who all else right. got that, you know, uh, standing ovation, who got that love off of that stage from Michael right. Jackson. <laughs> And to just right. you know, and to able to have that recorded, you can check that out on YouTube for all who listening. You can uh, to have that recorded. My son, my daughters can show their friends that like this is what my right. dad like, that's that your dad did the Apollo. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, and Absolutely. my son, he definitely. Does. And that's gotta man. be inspiring too. You know, inspiring for your kids to to see. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, seeing your kids being able to see you in that setting and what you do, I think that gives them a different respect for you as a as a person, not like, as a parent. Like around yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and when I right. got to do the show, when I got to you know, do the show with Shaquille O'Neal, that was, you know, another major show. You know, just because Shaq was there and he's such an iconic NBA player and, you know, yeah. and <laughs> mom get to, got to have dinner with him, like one-on-one right, dinner with him. Right, right. You know, and then the, you uh, you I, got to meet uh, who else that was that was uh, Capone was at that too and also, um, was it Joe yeah. Torrey? Okay. No. Uh-uh, no, he was like a uh, A and R dude. He was he wasn't a comedian. He was more behind the scenes type of producer. Yeah. Okay, okay, all right. And that so, got me most. That's you got your most memorable. What about your most embarrassing? Mm. I did a wedding. It was a wedding. Oh, You know what? I've never been booed. I say that, but quiet is worse. I wish they would have booed me because to just be up there and your joke's not landing and everybody just quiet staring at you. Oh my goodness! I got booked for a wedding, you know, and I and this was I was young. I was probably like twenty two, maybe or something like that, you know. And it was just all aspects you don't learn, like you don't know the science of it all until you learn the science of it all, you know, and. I don't know. I don't, I don't even like thinking about it like that. But you know, it happened, and uh, yeah, it was a wedding. It was a wedding I went to. They, it was at the reception. I got up there, started trying my jokes and stuff like that, 
and nobody was laughing. I think my timing was off. You know what I'm saying? I want to blame right. the DJ. You say I want to play the DJ, but you say it was just not your good set. It was just a no. It was it was a learning experience on how I should put my jokes in order. So right, right, so that they follow, so that they follow one another. And I tell people that that's that's important. I mean, seeing comedians bounce back and forth or do. You know, they, they don't have a real order, but everything that they say is funny. I guess it's just the way they put it in order. But I try to put mine in a kind of a sequence, too. So, and like you said, yes, learning on stage. That I, my best advice that I tell new comics is that the, the stage is your teacher. I don't care what nobody tell you. When you get off that stage, you learn something every time. You learn something about what that what kind of audience how to read your audience better you know where you messed mm. up you know where you forgot certain punches to that joke you know where you lost the crowd you learn a lot just getting on stage so yeah absolutely now what about okay now i've had a couple of these things happen to me so i just always ask comedians what have you ever had a scenario <clears throat> where like somebody a promoter called you up last minute and was like, Dave, I need you to, to, to do this show for me. Somebody bailed on me. I need you to come in. And then you went and did the show, not knowing much about it, but when you got there, it was like a dope-ass show. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, a lot of times. Yeah, t- tell, tell me about one of them. Last, last minute gig. I think it was a feature. Is that a feature I did actually for Bill Bellamy? One of the comics didn't come with him. You know what I'm saying? He was supposed to keep. He had two comics that was with him, but only one came. It was D Light. Shout out okay. D Light. I think mean, he out the alley. But um, okay. it was at Doctor Glenn's in Grand Rapids here, and so they thought of me. You know what I'm saying? And I went up there. I you know, and I got to, you know, I got to perform, and I killed that. I killed it. It was, um, <laughs> it was, I go, but yeah, it was a really good, it was yeah, a really it was, good it show. Yeah, it turned out to be a dope show. Yeah. That yeah, that happened I, I to I me, too. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't Bill Bellamy, but, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of, and a lot of people in, in Grand Rapids who didn't know who Dave Jones was got to, you know, no, and that's what it'd be about. I opened up for a lot of comics for free, you know what I'm saying, just so my fan base got to know who I was because I know they was coming out to see Cat Williams, to see my cats, to see, you know. Right, I absolutely. Didn't, I didn't mind doing it for free just because I don't need you to right. know who I am for. Right, and um, the networking is priceless. Exactly. I mean, you 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 getting paid <clears throat> just by being able to network with other people, you know, in the field. So, you know, I always tell people the money comes. You know, it, you 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 have to put a lot into it. You don't get a whole bunch of money for a while. You know what I'm saying? It's not until you are in like heavy rotation where you can literally like live off of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I got to talk to I got to talk to comedian Honest John one time, and he. Um, told me that Honest John be doing been doing comedy definitely over forty years, been performing. Oh yeah, and 
I'm he told everybody me know who that, is. Yeah, he he told me the realest thing ever. He said, "When you're able to live off comedy, that's true success." And he wasn't just talking about being made to pay rent. He talking about truly live, don't taking trips off, like living off comedy to where you know most people got to work that forty hours at their job to get this amount, but you just doing six shows a month to get that amount. Um, right, right. Up, right. Your, your, your vision of making it change, your mm-hmm. vision of oh, it, it changes on you, but who wouldn't yeah. want to just be able to do an X amount of shows or something they love and make X amount of dollars to take care of everything in their life. Like, I just think that's right. the most beautiful thing that could happen to me, besides my baby. Right. Shout out to my baby. Yeah, shout, yeah, shout out to the kids, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's what's up. That's what's up. Now, um, now you know you've been around enough crowds and different types of people how do you handle or how do you cope with hecklers? Oh. Have you had any try to run I, up on the stage, try to smack you? No, know what I really do with hecklers? You know what I really, for real, do with hecklers? I try to break down why they heckling. You know, I remember I, I did a show. And, you know, I, I did a lot of shows for um, musicians, too, because then I'm the okay. only comic there. So this, right. this this happened when I got to open up for it was I think it was a Vi and Tank they performed and I got to be the comedic <laughs> a Vi and Tank right yeah, so there's a lot of sisters in that you know waiting right, to exhale right and the ladies was up in there they were trying to hear some love songs yeah yeah it was really it was really a good one and you know so you know. A young lady starts to, you know, talking, and you know, I just kind of have to break down. Why are you doing this right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, are you mad? Cause they not, they not here to see you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I really have to break, <laughs> like, break, I have to break people down on why are you doing it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right, what's in your life going right. well? So now I'm like investigating. What's not going well in your life? Like, you know, did you not right. have a sitter? Right, you have to heckle me on my job. Yeah, I want to know what's right. going on in your life internally. Like, I had to ask a girl, right. like, I had to ask, I had to ask, like, is her dad in her life? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll right. break you down. I'll break you down. Yeah. To see what's the core issue right now. So, now, you ain't never had nobody try to run up on stage on you, have you? No, 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 Shout out my boy Steve Brown out here. No, that's my boy too. I got to man, do a show shout out Steve Brown. I man, got to listen, do a show with him. Steve, man, Steve Brown died that uh that uh what is it? the the seat that was up there and that microphone <laughs> like a ninja. <laughs> I was like, Steve Did Brown is a ninja, low key. No, he said, I make up, man. I shit was like, you like, I'm like, man, who are you going to make? Man. That man was mad, mad. But you know what? I, have, uh, I haven't I have had too many hecklers, and the ones that I have, I, I 
I don't know what I can't remember what I said to shut them up, but um, I did have somebody like try to wait on me. I, I had to blaze somebody. I blazed somebody. I told them up, and security uh. had to walk me out to my security had to walk me out to my car. <laughs> That was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. It was in mm-hmm. Flint too. Oh, that was but, yeah, um, I'm about to say. I had to get escorted to my car because people was pissed yeah. at me. But oh well. But you know that's that's just that's just part of that's just part of the game, you know. I mean, I wouldn't recommend you know anybody running up on, on nobody's stage now, but you see how people do it now after 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 Chris slapped and after Will slapped Chris, I feel like people feel like they can just come up on the stage now. <laughs> they feel like they can just walk up on that bitch. But you know. Alright. Well we gonna we gonna we're gonna play a few songs. We're gonna play a few songs. And then and then we're gonna come back to this thing, okay, Dave? Oh yeah. So I'm you here. all hold on, we're gonna have our audience listen to a few tunes and we are gonna be back in about ten minutes, all right? All right, y'all. Let me get my music up. This first artist is an independent artist. He is out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. His name is Malik Jordan, and you can find him on IG, um, iTunes, Spotify. Uh, he is on all the musical platforms. He's got some videos on YouTube. And this is You and I. Yeah. Uh. M-A-L-I-Q. Check it. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Uh. I'm understanding us is impossible. You and I, the model, tell a nigga colossal though. It seemed improbable when I was just a toddler. I don't know, but ever since I got to grow from all my seeds that I was sold. They saw I hope that I won't blow. They coward go to probably die, so I won't. The devil wanna stop for souls, I won't sign, cause I know. I don't need his eye, I'm blessed to have both. Niggas talk behind my back, trying to step on my toes. Niggas lie, said they was met with stones. Niggas lying about their ventures, come on. I know it's speaking to existence, but overzealous it show. I know I'm about to blow, got seconds to go. They reminiscing when I wept, cause I choked. I used to think I never. Never get better below. Now I breathe better from those. I can be better than those. I can see better, be me better for clones. Like a tea kettle, I'm heat metal to stove. I'll defeat rebels when seats settled on throne. Yeah, I know it's not impossible. Yeah, I know it's not improbable. I was told to stop, but not. I won't. I was told to stop, but not. You and yeah, I, I know it's not impossible. Yeah, I know it's not improbable. I was told to stop, but not. I won't. I was told to stop, but not. You and I, 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 yeah, you and I till I die. I coincide, but no, I'm retrospective like golden eyes. Since hope is by me, I've been on a mission. I own a pride. I'm bound to make it like a bakery that some donuts might. Poet defined. I'm known to go over the lines, but so far from finished. I'm a Leo, so I leave without trying. I ain't repeat a crime. I've been in line, so great to see me shine. The latest in it, see me grind. They pay to be me fine. I'm major league with time. The pay by speaking kind. The race I think inspires me to shake the streets of rhymes. I ain't depressed alien signs. Know the future minds. I can prove it's science like a new and flying and letting loose a lion was. They worth mistake. 
day Since my birth was great, but I heard it late Ever since I searched for fate and found it, now I circulate They regurgitate in a nervous state Man, they hurt, but hey, they can search like me They can search like me Yeah, I know it's not impossible Yeah, I know it's not improbable I was told to stop, but not I won't I was told to stop, but not you and yeah, I. I know it's not impossible. Yeah, I know it's not improbable. I was told to stop, but not. I won't. I was told to stop, but not. You and I. 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 like you. Understanding. Nothing. Impossible. You and I, it's me and you, you understand, we can make it, by any means, do anything, uh, you and I. Move your one from your journal, wind up your body, call me one, yo, time for, y'all, I'll call yo, baby, this is what me want, yo, do. Wine up your time, oh, oh, yeah, it's long to live in life, banana. Come wine up your time, oh, banana, oh, yeah, it's long to live in life, banana. And then you turn back with your girl, don't want it. Let me put it in a every song, banana. Wine up your time, oh, banana, oh, yeah, it's long to live in life, banana. Your body put me up, it's about it. Come in and make your soul, no, ask about it. Wine up your body, make me with your team fit. The bed in the room, but no, ask about it. Baby, this is what me want you do. Come 
Combine up your time for Panagoya. It's long till you bend like banana. Combine up your time for Panagoya. It's long till you bend like banana. Shabam. In the young. Yeah, S and a H and a A double B and a A R A can A F. Always the best. Fly the flag. A mob. Always. Do the job. Flag the flag. Yeah, fly the flag. Lot of mercy. People. Me man, him a little louder. I love me name, can we fuck the crowd? Three, three times for me, on the crowd. Shabba, shabba, shabba. Oh man, say a little, little louder. I love me name, can we fuck the crowd? Three, three times for me, on the crowd. Shabba, shabba, shabba. Hey, I love me name, come to me name, call up me name, call up me name. Dance up until it reaches all of them. Say your body want shabba, not the same. People, I love me name, come to me name, call up me name, call up me name. Dance up until it reaches all of them. Anytime. I'm in the middle of two cold places. Don't unbeliever, he's not a believer. Come call the paper, follow the procedure. Me no rocking butt, follow the leader. Head down to jump off a fool, them shoulder. Chop off them head with me craver. From Jamaica right back to Geneva. Shabba ranking a two cold places. Shabba ranking a two Goody, goody, goody. Like I'm some kind of cancer. Uh, I don't understand why. 
Feel like they have to ask you that God is when you know what's the answer. Uh-huh. Show cold till they be calling me strangler. Hundred million dollars safe behind the plasma. Okay, pop up with it till they spread and propaganda. Uh-huh. And when I back talking, we pop your man up on my shot. Shove a rank on my shot. Shove a rank. Getting so much money, it's like I just rob a bank. Shut, 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 show we call it a smile it's a 420 friendly comedy when, show when is when is, when is that show where is it at tell tell us what time and where is it at that's tomorrow it's tomorrow night it's a smoke it's in grand rapids michigan smoke shop in grand rapids michigan that's 420 friendly we have vendors there 420 vendors and uh, vendors from other businesses throughout the city that'll be set up for people to come you know, check out while enjoying comedy from comics from all over Michigan. We got guys from all over Michigan, from Flint, Kalamazoo, Grand Rapids, uh, Muskegon, Detroit. Who's on, who's on the lineup tonight? Name who's on the lineup for tonight. Tomorrow. Remember, it's or tomorrow. 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 Yeah, tomorrow. Um, who we got? We got Turbulence Time. She's part of the New World Comedy team, the New Wave of Comedy. I have to shout that out real quick. We got um, my boy P-Game from Flint. That's my boy. Uh, he be coming with the funniest. Like, he one of the funniest comments in Michigan, I think, you know, personally. We have um, Kwando. Kwando, the uh, entertainer. He's going to be guest, a guest spot. He's doing comedy for one of the first times. He decided to uh, come do comedy at this show for one of the first times. And I love always being able to 
guest spot, new comics who say, hey, I always thought about doing that. I mean, as soon as I hear that from somebody, I always uh, I always invite them to do a guest spot at whatever my next show is because I just be so excited about uh, them wanting to do comedy. And then we yeah, absolutely, Kalamazoo, we absolutely. Got, and I and I can vouch for that. I've seen you. I've seen you put a lot of new comedians on. I've seen you give a lot of comedians opportunities, you know, to showcase their set. I mean, opportunities that a lot of normal promoters here in our city wouldn't give them. So definitely shout out to you for that because that is definitely one of the things I can say I have been a witness um, of seeing you do over the years, and that is give new and up-and-coming comedians opportunities. So so we appreciate you that for that. I'm giving you your, your flowers, Dave. That's me giving you your oh, flowers. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All and right. We now, also got from uh, Kalamazoo. Tomorrow, tomorrow from Kalamazoo, we got uh, T. Rail. He's from Kalamazoo. And you know Nubs. Nubs, he's from Kalamazoo. He's going to be performing, too, tomorrow. So, oh, yeah. yeah. It's going to okay, be yeah. packed. Yeah. Nubs, be I did a show. He hosted a show in Battle Creek uh, like a year ago or something like that. So, yeah, he, he's yeah, still out here. That's funny. Yeah, he's doing his thing. He's funny. So the show going to be, you know, we do two shows. There's an 8 o'clock show and a 10 o'clock show. Because, you know, the last one we did was so packed, we decided to add a show to the, uh, you know, to the repertoire. Well, to the right, right. Okay. So you're doing like an early show and then a late show. So you do like a. Exactly. All right, so what about um, inspiration? Who inspires you and what inspires your sets? Like, what do you like to talk about during your sets and how do you get to that material? Uh, you know, like I told you before, I mean, being a, a black, you know, being a black comic, you know, we always kind of gravitate to other black comics, you know? You know, so when, like I said, with Eddie Murphy, and I think that was more because who my dad liked, and he was one of the first comics he showed me. Uh, I followed Eddie Murphy' uh, journey, but I'll have to say my one of my biggest. I think Eddie Murphy was like the first. I think Eddie Murphy was like the first family-friendly type comedian. You know what I mean? That your family wouldn't mind you watching Eddie Murphy, but you know. You definitely can't watch uh, Robert yeah. Harris. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Robert Harris. Yeah, it depends on what. Yeah. You know, you had Bill Cosby, too, you know, at that, and, you know, around that same time. That's why you would always do those impressions of him. Because, you know, maybe I think Bill Cosby was, like, at the time, one of the only, you know, one that also. Right. Did you, know that, did you know that Bill Cosby said that he get ready to go on tour? <laughs> Yeah, heard. Get back at Man, them. Listen, them tickets, them tickets gonna fly. <laughs> Everybody want to know what time. Bill is gonna say on stage. Listen, I would definitely I cop tickets. Right. Because I, 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 I got to know. I got to know. I got to know what he I got to know. I got to know. All right. So, so you say Eddie Murphy, but, Bill but Cosby, my true inspiration, honestly, I would say, I, honestly, my true inspiration is Dave Chappelle, you know. I mean, Dave Chappelle, 
he's like taught me to try to focus on universal subjects when it comes to my jokes. Jokes you can do yeah. in a mass audience, black, white, Hispanic. We all do it, so we all get it type of jokes. And I think those are the funniest jokes because it, it, it touches uh, a subject that everybody understands, like that brings everybody together. Like that's a powerful joke. Like you, if like that's, I think that's it. Just, it doesn't just focus on one, you know, genre of people. It, it's a joke. That right, right. Every yeah, like you said, it, it applies to all of us because we all do it. So it yeah. just makes it that more, yeah. you know, funnier to the masses. You want the, the mm-hmm. money for the masses, not just for that particular exactly. audience, right, right? Exactly. All right, you gotta give me, give me your, give me your comedy Mount, Mount Rushmore. Top four, yeesh. Give me top five. Um, top five. Uh, well, Andy Chappelle. And okay, some of these comics I actually got to watch before. You know, I got to, like, see. That's why I'm putting them on this list because, like, had me in tears. And you want to expect, too. Um, I have to say Mark Curry. Mark Curry. I got to see him perform twice. And both times I would, be, I would learn something. And if you don't know who right. Mark Curry yeah, is, Mark he was, Curry. He was, I just saw you saw him at the. I just we just saw him at the concert with uh, Cat Williams. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the yeah. first time I seen him, his performance was a little better, but the crowd was a lot more intimate. So when he when he performed that time, um, it was it was a it was more him being able to like sit down, talk about fun. It was more an intimate situation. Right. It was more and, interactive. Like it was one on one, basically. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac. Keith um, Bernie Mac. Boy, I tell that's one comedian that I miss seeing in the in the circuit. Like miss seeing around. Right. You know what I'm saying? And 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 the, like you said, we both talked about it. I'm 35, so and I was always in love with comedy. So Jamie Foxx. Now, only now, now this is necessarily Jamie Foxx is underrated man. Right, right. This is just a true as a comedy entertainer who I who I believe can make you laugh, not just telling jokes, but you know me. I like to do parodies. You know what I'm saying? I like to do skits. Like I like a lot of different aspects of comedy than just you know. And Jamie Foxx is like he's one of the epitomes of that. You know what I'm saying? Who can give you more than just that? Um, oh, Sinbad too. I, I, I now yeah, that Sinbad goes back to Sinbad. If you're not expecting, you're not expecting somebody to make you laugh that hard without using one adult content, like, a you know, vulgar, vulgarly. Like, not, he's not vulgar with the subjects or cursing. 
the way he made me laugh watching him perform without using any type of subject that would be considered vulgar or any cursing, but still had me in tears. And nobody really, yeah, you got to see Exactly, exactly. Never never cussed or anything. Never cussed, used vulgar language. Never even talked about adult content, really. You know what I mean? In that that light. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, those will be. All right. And if I can throw somebody else on there, it'll be uh, such an entertainment. If I can throw anybody else, I'll tell you what's such an entertainment. You got to give me at least. You get, but you got to give me at least two females, though. Two female comments I think is hilarious. Tina Fey and some more, I'll say. Now, it seems like they're on two different sides of the world, but they both are super hilarious for me. Yeah, yeah I I've never seen Tina Fey stand up, but she is hilarious as a comedic actress, and um, right. I definitely as love Samora. I haven't seen her special yet, though, but I, I'm try, I'm I'm mm. in my writing phase right now, so I really don't want to. Yeah, because I don't like watching other comics like in too much. How about that? Too much. I don't like watching other comics too much. I don't. I don't want to even. I don't want to even um, compromise my originality by watching. Right, and that's why I don't watch a lot of stand-up because I don't want to be influenced. I talk about that with a lot of people, you know, because people are like, who is your favorite comic? I mean, I can't really even name a favorite comic just because I like so many different comedians and they're all different genres of comedies. Because, like, you look like, you know, like, who you think you are when you want to say yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ask me, you know, who on your Mount Rushmore and I was, like, that nigga Dylon off uh, the band and I was like, David, 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 David. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But because I be trying to be on tunnel vision with that. Like, I remember watching too much Chappelle, and I watched too much Kevin Hart, and some of my mannerisms and some of my cadences when it comes to talking and dropping jokes, it would just sound too much like Chappelle or too much like Kevin Hart, where I just Right, right, or even even their content, right, their content. You don't want to, like, emulate or sound like or, you know, be kind of like using, you know, the same material or the same content, you know? I don't want nobody to be like, he sound like, I don't want to know, like, I don't want to be like, he sound like nobody. Exactly, exactly. And, And who do you... Who are some comedians that you wouldn't know um, that other people, I mean, that you you like and you, you know, follow, but other people wouldn't know that you would follow somebody like that? Um, Seth, well, I don't know, because these, these are, some, sometimes I look at, uh, like, stand-up is one thing, too, but like funny content, like creating content that's just funny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because his name, uh, Seth MacFarlane, is really funny to me. 
you know, and he's the one Seth who created. Is, he's funny. I've never seen his stand up, but I mean, he is funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, in Adam Sandler, he's um, he's really like when it comes to um, a lot of people start trying to make movies how he did after he made movies like in the early 2000s like Happy Gilmore and uh um, Oh yeah, Happy Gilmore Walter. and um what was the other one Big Daddy? Uh those those were Walter. funny. Those were And you start seeing how people kind of shifted their movies to kind of emulate how his movies were. And and he started out just doing funny movies. I mean, all you seen Adam yeah, Sandler was Saturday in Life. He's on Saturday Night right. Live. But Keenan Ivy Wayne's too. I think he's one of my heroes when it comes to uh, comedy. Keenan Ivy Wayne and Robert Townsend. But I think they're like two of my heroes when it comes to comedy content and like being able to one day create a show. And like I definitely would say them too, because they they I, I yeah definitely, definitely feel like them too are the pioneers for for us being able to do sketch comedy <laughs> funny movies. I think they set they set it off for us. They really yeah. did. And bring to light Jamie Foxx and Jim Carrey and like uh, Marlon Wayans like to to and then now they're in positions of being legends. You know, right. absolutely, absolutely, and they have uh, and and you know, shout out to the Wayans family. They just lost the patriarch of their family. The father of the Wayans has passed away. Um, so you know, condolences from Caribbean radio show to the Wayans families at this time of grieving. Um, but yeah, the Wayans have contributed a lot to this industry, and they're still doing stuff. Like I just heard that white girls. Uh, two is gearing. They're filming. They're going to be doing that. Oh, see, like that's what I'm saying. And that much going to be got to be funny. Got to. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, yeah, I I just like that whole little Wayans franchise. I think that everybody everybody has a favorite out of the Wayans in in regards to a comedian because. Let's see, we had like four of them that were stand-up. Is it four of them? You had Damon. You have uh, yeah. Sean doing stand-up. You have Marlon. Um, and the daughter. I the, knew about the daughter. Yeah. Shante. Shante is a cousin, I think. Is she a cousin or a daughter? I think she's one of I think they, I, I'm not sure. Don't let me go into that. But I don't right, know. Right, right. But, yeah, it's. It's about four of them that are in, you know, stand-up rotation, but a lot of them do stuff in the background. You know, they're doing the background stuff. They're not doing any of the I'm traveling. And Marlon just did a special, so, you know, he's got his own special now. Well, he's got a couple Kim, specials now, so. Kim, Kim is, you know, Kim, Kim, is still Kim got into acting. Uh, well, yeah. She actually, yeah, early on. Yeah, she first, got into man. acting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. But, um, okay, so, and, um, you know, 
speaking of um, Netflix specials and stuff like that, Monique uh, just dropped her special after all of the Netflix controversy. Because you remember what happened. She tried to boycott Netflix because she wasn't offered enough money. She wasn't offered as much money as the other comedians. And Netflix, their um, defense was they didn't see her selling tickets and selling out arenas, so they didn't want to offer her the amount of money that they offered the other comedians because they felt like she didn't have as big of a draw. So with all that being said, now she's, you know, she was kind of blackballed for a little while. You didn't see her. And then um, as of recent, um, her and Lee Daniels made amends. And um, now they're doing things together. She just dropped a movie, and now she does this Netflix special. Have you seen it? I have not seen the Netflix special. I have not. Okay. Okay. So I, I don't really want to spoil it for you. but um, Okay. Yeah, I, I'm going to check it out. I think I'm going to check it out today. Because I haven't seen it. Yeah. hers. I haven't seen Chris Rock, you know. Now, see, those are the only – I've only watched Dave, Chris, and um, Monique, and that's just because they were – it was it was controversy wrapped around what they were going to yeah. say. That's the you only reason why I watched it. It's all That's the only – because I wanted, I, I wanted to know what they were – how they were going to respond to things. And and when Chris – did you see Chris's special? You have, Oh, you said you didn't see it. I didn't. Man, I wish you would have watched them so I could so I could we could talk about it. I should have told you to watch them. But um Yeah, I mean But I'll just tell I'll just tell you about the review. Uh Faison, he went in on her. I heard you Faison went in, went in he went in on Monique. Um what did, what I watched like, what type it in that well, for me, it started out slow. Okay. Um, she also cussed over excessively. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I'm talking about, and, and for me, you know, you watch it different when you are a comedian. And for me, it kind of felt like, Nervous cussing, or like expected to. Um. Man. Well, we know Monique cusses anyway. She's already been a cusser. Um. Exactly. However, right. it was more than what she does. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. No, I definitely It was a. It was a lot of cussing. She dropped every. She dropped the M bomb, the F bomb, the MS bomb, the B bomb, the every bomb got dropped. Every word was in every sentence. <laughs> uh, uh. So that's the only thing. That's the only thing that I didn't really like about it because even though you know cussing is is cool, you know I still feel like when you get on certain platforms, less is more. That makes. That's why. Back Sinbad, that's why I put Sinbad so high like that because he, like most people, some people like he the word bitch. Right. Some people rely on that word. Like, I'm like, bitch. <laughs> like, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, it seems kind of funnier though. Like, if I'm talking about, right. yeah, bro, you know, talking about they wanted some money for, I'm like, bitch. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's why I'm kind of funny. Yeah. Where you say Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, other than that, I enjoyed it. See, she had some very funny parts. Um, she had some parts that were kind of reminiscent of uh, Mike Epps' story about being in school. So it was funny. Um, but at the end, I think I liked the end most just because after she said everything she said, she really she really became, like, I say naked on stage. Um she put out a lot of stuff and allowed herself to be completely naked on stage, and I respect that. Um, and not only that, um, she allowed herself to receive the love from the audience. She didn't just leave. You know what I'm saying? Some people just, you know, they, they do their piece and they, they get out, but Monique allowed herself to be present in that moment when they were celebrating her. And I, and I felt that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I connected with that. So I enjoyed it overall. Um, however, I do see why some of the vets are going in on her um, about her performance. So. Yeah. Because to make all that up war, it had to, you had to make sure that it had to be crispy, some crispy, you know, like, that's yeah, why I respect the writing. It wasn't polished. That's why I respect the writing. Because if you don't drop jokes, right. you need to be dropping jokes. Right. You need. I, I really wanted Monique to come out just because of all the controversy. I really wanted Monique to come out like Earthquake. You know what I'm saying? Like, the first thing well, she said, was people was laughing. Earthquake shit. I don't, well, my boy just left the TV on and Earthquake was, was playing. And this was last night, and Earthquake was just playing, and it was funny. Yeah, it was Earthquake, funny. listen, Earthquake got on his Netflix special and came out from the gate ripping it. And that's kind of how I wanted Monique to, I, I kind of feel like that should have been her approach, is to just go in there and rip it. More right. so to show Netflix. Right. More so to show Netflix that she is funny. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what I think. Netflix was trying to make her feel like that she wasn't funny. You know what I mean? I can't wait to see Cobb. Whatever y'all need to do, I think whatever they need to do to get Cosby on that stage. I like Pete, I don't I don't he gonna be back on in um in like less than ninety days. Everybody gonna wanna pay him to perform and tell his side of the story and shit. Mike. Well, that's I the hope. thing is like what that's what I'm saying. People are going to be watching because they want to know what the hell is Bill going to say. What is going to be Bill's explanation for all of the stuff that's happened all this time? Like, I mean, and not, if he's been pretty quiet since he's been home, but you just wonder like what kind of content is he going to come up with? Is he going to touch on that? Is he going to talk about what, being in jail? Like, what is he going to talk about? Yeah, like that shit, like. Sometimes, you know, I feel like a lot of the entertainment world is kind of like wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know wrestling's fake, but you watch it anyway because it's just so exciting. But, like, when you take that concept and maybe put it in the world as it's supposed to, I'm not saying shit be fake all the way, but I'm just saying people use certain situations to their advantage to make it you know, 
to make money on the back end of somebody else's pain or somebody else's right. Right. Well, I think that's what what a lot of comedians are doing now. You know, as opposed to just being funny, a lot of comedians are just taking content from their own life and their own situations. And then you throw in, you know, then you throw in your, 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 uh, your celebrity stuff or your political stuff or whatever other route that you may go into. But for do you, for you, do, is there like a, a, a subject that you don't talk about? That's something like, that's off off limits for your personal set. Do you have anything that's off limits? No, I'm, I'm more I'm more private when it comes to uh, social media than I am about like when I'm on stage. You know, but but I want I want to first be in a position for people to care about the stuff I'm, you know talking about like when I want to talk about deep stuff like when when Chappelle or uh like when Chappelle for instance when he started talking about like how he felt about political situations and you know social situations he was already at a position so people actually cared about what he cared about to where what he said affected other people like, but you right, gotta work to get right. especially as a comic for them to know the difference between when you're joking and when that's your true opinion. You know, that's your and, and make people look at your opinion and dissect it to where it can actually become their own. You gotta, you gotta right, get that certain but level. I think now- we live in such a sensitive time like everything is on a on a on a rise like the lgbt um black and white uh relations of uh, the the politics everything that's going on with biden and and the girls and the black and white and like there's just so much going on that you know certain things that you tap into you can actually create an issue, you know what I mean? Because people are so sensitive now, they don't take the funny from everything that you say. They instantly want to be offended. Right. That's true. Yeah. Well, and then at the same time, too, um, when when you start creating your brand or who you are or, like, people start making decisions like, oh, I don't think I want to go see him because I know he's going to be talking. Like, you hear because that I a lot from... Because I know he's going to talk about... Right, right. Exactly. Right. You, so, so people will start making decisions on your name. People will start making decisions on your name or what you've been known for in the past to make decisions right. on if they're going to buy not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, right now, but that's just, that's just, that's just, that's just hurt. What, what was that, Dave? I didn't catch that. I said, right now, I feel like in this game, it's about being as independent as you can, like not waiting on, you know, NBC or Fox or, you know, not waiting on, you know, you going at it by yourself. That's why you be, I feel like with the internet and with the spot we are now, you can become a star in your own backyard. Like you can become, you know, 
like you can reach certain goals. Absolutely. I definitely think the Internet has given us a wider um, platform in regards to, uh, you know, being an independent artist, like you said, you know. And that's what that's what we all about here at Caribbean Radio Show. We're trying to give a lot of shine to independent people that are trying to make it, you know what I mean? Like make it in this world and be able to take care of themselves doing the things that they love because really that's what that's what independence is all about, being able to do what you love and not have to punch nobody's clock or wait on somebody to give you a paycheck in order for you to be happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's just how it is. You think you'll be doing comedy for the rest of your life, or do you think there's going to – do you have, like, a time or a, a, an accomplishment that you want to achieve before you decide that you're done, or will you ever be done? I don't think I'm ever going to stop doing comedy. Like, I think – I feel like it's, like, been a calling for me, and it helps heal souls. And I think that that's the business I want to be in, for real, for real. I want to, like, being able to – Somebody like just feel like they just can't take life no more, but come to a show and they laugh and they see that there's still something to laugh about. Like there's still like something in them that still can smile. Like, and I brought that out of them. Like that's saving people. So I don't it, think is. I ever... it is. It is. It definitely is. I think that I'll be doing comedy probably for the rest of my life. Um, you know, it's. It's part of, it's part of, you know, like you said, when you get it, when you hook to it, you just don't stop. There's just always something else that you want to do. And, and like I said, you're not limited really as a stand up because I started doing stand up, but now I'm getting into writing, radio, acting. Like it takes you into different, um, different way, you know, different lanes. So I'm definitely grateful to the craft. And um, I still feel like I have a lot to learn. I mean, I've been nine years in, and I feel like I'm just starting to get comfortable on stage. Um, you know, being able to take my time through a joke and not try to hurry up and run, rush to get to the punchline. You know what I mean? So you're constantly right. growing. You're constantly learning. And I love watching veterans um, do comedy, even when I go to shows, just because they whole swag is different. You know, they just have the confidence of, you know, they, they know they're going to get up there and do their thing. And, you know, everybody aspires to, to do that. So, so yeah, so with that, we're going to go to a few more songs. Huh? I say you never stop learning. Never. You never stop you know. learning. Never, never. We are going to go to a few more songs. So we're going to take another little 10-minute break and play some music for y'all. My girl, Serena Monet, um, I actually interviewed her last week, and she brought her song um, to, for us to play. I told her I was going to keep it in rotation. This girl is out of Chicago, Serena Monet. You can catch her song now that I'm getting ready to play, uh, One Headlight. You're going to be able to hear that on all of the platforms. Um, I believe she says Spotify, iTunes, even on TikTok, she's got it going on. So check out Serena Monet out of Chicago with One Headlight. One headlight, one headlight, she got one headlight, one headlight, she got one headlight, one headlight, she got one headlight, one headlight, on my way to the 
club. Uh-huh. Look at what I see. I see a fine chocolate man in the car right next to me. He said, ooh, I love your style. Them tig bitty sitting right. But your car's leaking oil and you got one headline. Uh-huh. I said, let me get on out so you can see this big old thing. And if you nice and talking right, then I just might let you bang. Because I'm trying to find a freak. I'm all up in these streets looking for a little boo that's going to buy me something to eat. But she got one headline.
<laughs> this is the Monique Trey Latou. I, I think it has, I think it has a lot of different meanings. Yeah, but I think uh, it has a lot of different uh, meanings. Monique Trey Latou. Bumblaka, hey, yeah. There's there's a couple of ones that are that are like really funny. Like a a a person that has Jamaicans are kind of a savage with the nicknames because if a man only has one leg or one arm, they call him a oney. A oney. And eerie, eerie has a lot of different meanings. It could mean how are you feeling, Irie, Irie. Like it's, it's you know, yeah. it's another yeah. one. Smile up yourself. Smile up yourself. Smile up yourself means make room. <laughs> it means like make room. Oh, um. But, yeah, there's just certain things. You know, the word uh, funny, F-U-N-N-Y, is not a word that you use in the Jamaican community. Did you know that? Let me let me educate you a little bit. Funny is not an acceptable word. It is a, it is a, a derogatory word um, for homosexuals. So, yeah, I didn't know that. You know, when you go to different countries and you go to different places, there's just things and words that we use differently, you know. Um, I heard in Australia they call a cigarette a fag. So, you know, it's yeah. just sometimes London. when you go to different places. And, and a lot of times when I do travel to places, do a little research on wherever I'm going just to kind of see what they're about and for for Jamaica, I've never been out of the country, so I haven't been on any islands or anything. But I'm I'm prepared. I'm prepared for when I go over there, what not to say, because I'm not trying to be in a bumba clap jail. Man, I watch. You ever watch that show? Uh, studied uh, not studied abroad. <laughs> I'm thinking of school. <laughs> locked up abroad. Did you ever see the lady, the black girl that got uh locked up in Jamaica? No. Yeah, me uh, can't go. Me can't go to those jails. Go on, me can't. So, not doing that. Not going to the island to break no laws. You hear me? I was just reading about Brittany Grinder, and I was thinking like when they come out with her documentary, I'm like niggas gonna be like I couldn't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because. <laughs> She looked like she went through a lot of shit. And I'm like, man. Man, she did go through a lot of stuff the time she was there. I can't wait to hear her story. You go over there, you don't even, you don't know the language. You're locked up with criminals, and you don't even know what they're saying around you. Like, just the whole thought of that gives me anxiety. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, nigga, you went through it. You deserve some stripes. For real, for real. Yes, that, she definitely deserves some stripes. All right, now back into this comedy thing. Um, okay, blackballed. What do you think about the whole blackballed and can- cancel culture? Like, you, you, like we just talked about Monique. She was kind of blackballed for, for um, she was blackballed for getting on stage and exposing Oprah and Lee Daniels and. Tyler Perry. Um, 
And then you have other people that were blackballed recently, our girl Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish is, like, blackballed right now. Her and Ari Spears for that video that they did. What, what, do you, what do you think about those scenarios and how it affects our comedy community? Well, I mostly think you got to, uh, you know, stand on what you say, you know? Like, you just really got to stand on what you say. Comedy is supposed to be uh, a, a personal thing, too, you know? Like, we, at the same time, like, yeah, you got to remember, it's just you on that stage, you know? It's just you. Yeah. When you're doing Absolutely. You know, it's nobody else but you. So, mm-hmm. you, some people say things for shock value. You know, some people say things because they think the audience at that time want to hear that. But you got to stand on everything. But do you think people want to deal? But do you think people want to deal with them anymore after after things that they've done? Like we're not really a forgiving culture. Um, a lot of stuff we don't let die. You know what I mean? Like look at Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys took somebody's husband. You ain't really seen Alicia Keys since then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's just like certain things that you know people are just not as forgiving for. You know what I'm saying? Um, I look at it like this, uh-huh. Monique. I think I think Monique is is repairing some of her blackballing, but there's certain things that I've seen Monique say. I'm not going back on that. I'm not going. I'm not taking that back. Saying and you know pretty vicious things, but she she accounted for what she was going to account for, and and that's what standing on it is. Now right. this Tiffany this Tiffany had a situation. Yeah, I don't even know. You know. I need to look the video because I don't even. You, it, it, even it, I saw the, I saw the video. Um, I saw the video, and it was pretty bad. And the I video that the video is about a, a a mother dropping off her child to an unsuspecting pedophile to babysit. Oh. She is dropping the kid off, and and um, oh boy, Aries this is, like the, is, the, is the creepy. This is a whole shit. It was. I don't think it, they took it down. They took all. They took all of it off down. But Tiffany walks in the house with the little boy. There sits Aries in a chair with a robe, reading the paper. She says, "I gotta go do whatever my runs or whatever." So she leaves. The little boy is playing with the toys on the floor. Aries got holes cut out in the newspaper where you can see his eyes looking at the boy through the paper, <laughs> through the newspaper, looking at looking at him lustfully. Then they they show the little boy moving around with the toy, taking the toy and going up and down like he's giving the toy a hand job. And Aries is just gazing at him while he's playing. Yes, it was bad. There was another scene where the little boy was in the bathtub, and Aries was trying to get in the bathtub with him. Wow. Yeah, like it, it was. It was bad. You know what saying? You just trying to do video, too much value type of things, man. The, like, the, the second video. The second video, which I didn't see, but I heard, I, 
I heard that the second video was Tiffany trying to seduce a 14-year-old girl and showing her how to give a blowjob on a sandwich. Oh. On like a, like a, yeah, like a six inch from Subway. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Now, mind you, Tiffany was old enough then to know that this girl was a minor. And it's probably not a good idea to teach this child how to give a blowjob on a sandwich. So that's what did Tiffany in. And ain't nobody messed with Tiffany since. Tiffany on TMZ talking about, uh, he's like, what's your next project? She was like, it ain't no jobs, bro. I ain't got no money. I'm broke. No. She did the thing like seven, like a, like a week ago saying that she lost a lot of stuff because of that. They even, certain people pulled movies. She lost a lot of deals that was coming up for that because of a decision that she made, being a comedian, thinking that she's doing something that is like a public service announcement in poor taste. She did it, and it came back and bit her in the butt. Yeah. Because that was you know, right I there. I've never been, I mean, I I could do certain skits, but skits have never really been my thing. I like being a stand-up. I'm a stand-up comedian. I like getting on stages. Um, I, You know, I just don't have the time nor patience to really do skits. Like, I might do a little TikTok here and there, but I'm just not one of those type of people. But I know that I guess I can't put myself in the same mind frame as Tiffany because she was homeless, I guess, at the time and trying to make it and, you know, desperate, living out of her car type stuff. Um, So I guess people can do things like that under those circumstances, not thinking it'll bite them in the butt just for a few dollars. You know what I'm saying? So she probably wasn't thinking this. She probably was just thinking, oh, well, there's some money in my pocket. They probably ain't going to air it anyway type shit. You You know what I'm saying? You got to think at that time, Every Spears was probably still on, you know, coming off of Mad TV. You know what I'm saying? Like, if this was back when she was yeah. younger, like, it would probably mm-hmm. been, like, a super big deal to do a skit with Every Spears. Not saying it wouldn't be right now, but I'm just saying back then when he was on top of the, you know, I would have been like, yeah, yeah, Every Spears, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. I want to do a skit with Every right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how long ago it was, but, like, she bigger than Ace Spears was. You know what I'm saying? She wouldn't have needed Ace Spears to do no shit like that. Like, for no reason. Right. Right. But to me, I still feel like Aries was bigger creep. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Like, Aries was definitely the bigger creep in this situation. That boy, the boy that played the part was, like, seven years old, I believe seven or eight years old when this aired. So, you know, that's still exposing a kid to sexuality, just making him do the stuff that he had to do in in the skit, you know, like act like he's giving us the, the, the boat that he has in the hand a hand job. You know, that is a sexual gesture that you have to explain to a kid. They're going to find out what that is later in life, but you just rob them of Innocent, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so I mean, but there I, is, I, I mean, yeah, yeah, 
there. I get that. I, mean, I'm I get not that. I just to... I just feel bad because I genuinely like Tiffany. Um, I think uh, you know she's not as strong of a stand up, but stand up got her into acting, and I think she is a very funny comedic act actress. Um, yeah. Everything that I've seen her on that's funny, she's funny. She delivers, and it's not a lot of people that can can do that, you know. So yeah, that's what I, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that that was going on. Yeah, yeah, and you know, so we got people say that there's a, a cancel culture, but other people say that that's just a joke. What do you think? Do you think cancer culture is is a real thing? Do you think it's affecting people yeah. like that? I feel like cancer culture is real, you know what I'm saying? But, again, it goes back to, you know, your your position. Like, what's, what's your position right now in the entertainment world? Like, how much pull do you have? Like, how much sway do you affect if you sway? Like, how much sway do you have? You know, like, how much sway, like, how much can you affect the the mindset of the masses. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, no. you know, I have to attribute I have to attribute a lot of cancel culture to the internet. I mean, the internet is who's getting the information out the quickest. You know what I'm saying? So the internet gets yes. the information out there, and then as soon as you receive the information, you are given permission to judge it, and then you're given an a uh, permission to have an opinion on it. And everybody right. is going in the comments, debate, delegate, fact find, drop receipts, and everything in your comments. That That is what creates, for me, that's what I think creates cancel culture. When you get so big that everything that you do becomes under a microscope. Right, yeah. right. I I personally right. don't want to be big like that. I've never I've never desired to be a big celebrity. Um, I would like to be known, and I would like to be respected, and I would like to be gainfully self-employed. Um, however, me being the the female Kevin Hart, that's that's not that's not what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm tired, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have that much gumption in me, you know what I mean? Like, that's that's too much. It, it, it takes me out just to go out on a weekend run. So I couldn't imagine how much and all the work that Kevin has put in in five years in his younger years, you know? So hats off, hats off to Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is doing some amazing things. When I was in California, I went to his uh, restaurant, his uh, opening day. I was at his, uh, the Kevin Hart uh, vegan burger spot in Cali. Um, we was there on opening day, and dope. Good. The food was food was slapping. Sandwich wasn't as good as T Barb's. T Barb had like the crispy chicken sandwich or something. Her shit was slapping. Mine was okay, um, but it was good nonetheless. The the fries was slapping. The the beverages were slapping. So Kevin Hart is doing his thing. He has branched out from stand up to movies to burgers now, you know? Celebrities exactly. are doing multi things now. Look at Snoop. He got a exactly. dispensary. Let's go back to the let's go back to the internet. 
Yeah, absolutely. Go back to the Internet. The Internet has made made it for people and broke it for people. Um, and it's just all about, I, I really think a lot of it is just being authentically you with no apologies. You know, people appreciate real. People appreciate genuine. People don't want to be real at the end to like you to find out that you're a flipping devil worshiper. You know what I'm saying? Like, people want to know who you are from jump, and they want to see that consistent, genuine person. Those are the only people that you see that get respect out here like that as far as, like, actors and stuff because there's a lot of celebrities that aren't in the limelight. Not unless something happens, but you you regularly see the Kardashians. You regularly see um, Kanye West. You regularly see some of these athletes. Like, those people are the ones that have the light on them all the time. But it's a lot of celebrities that you don't even know about their personal life if you didn't, you know, read an article or Google some information yourself because the only time you see them is on red carpet. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're they're not in the limelight. They're not being harassed by paparazzi or doing a whole bunch of interviews. I really feel like you can be either or in this industry. You can be popular and and known and and love that lifestyle and being followed and having pictures taken of you, and you can chase that. But for me personally, I just always want to have my foot on net. And I want to be able to grow and do more. Wherever it takes me, I will go. But I'm not looking for the fame. I'm not looking for the paparazzi and all of that. I just It, it doesn't look like a desirable life to me. Um, and I got a short temper, a short fuse, and I don't want people following me and taking pictures of me because I'm going to get mad. People don't be getting your angles. You know what I'm saying? Like some of my angles, you know, like some of my angles can throw throw my whole look off. So I don't just want you snapping pictures of me. So then you put some bogus stuff out on me online, and I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be ready to fight. <laughs> Got my forehead glistening or something. You know what I'm saying? Reflecting off the light. I can't. No, we're not doing that. Get somebody else to do it. You won't know. You won't know. This the true paparazzi. You won't even know that they just got you walking out. Man, I know because they be catching celebrities slipping. So, yeah, I just don't want to be, I don't want to be that big that people want to follow me and take candid pictures of me. (laughs) I I don't want that level of celebrity. I just want to be able to make people laugh, get get my check, and pay my bills, and I'll be and be able to travel and do me some stuff. I wouldn't mind getting into cruises and doing some cruises. So, you know, like right, is ready. right. There's so many. There's so many avenues that you can get into. There to are. Make a yeah. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. And a lot of comedians are doing cruises now. Have you ever done a cruise before? I have. I have done a cruise before. I see. I need to hit up the uh, the uh, booker for that. Send that. Remind them because you know after COVID, once COVID, a lot of people, you know, 
especially especially yeah a lot of people stop doing yep a lot of people yeah stop a lot of people doing a lot of people keep their uh, comedy shows in their city, you know, now uh-huh. because they you can see, you can watch them again. You haven't seen them in a while. So a lot of people keep right. in the shows with comics in their own city because it's like a redo. It's all a whole reset. Like, right. So it's been like a lot of people, if you're in your own city, you're going to use comics in your own city all over again because then you got to pay for that, you know, travel, hotel, and all of that stuff. Right. But people are right. out for them. But most, of those, already, most of those cruise gigs, I think the cruise gigs are, um, they're all inclusive though, right? You get the, you get room and board and everything. Yeah, you yeah. get everything. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's drink, a good gig. Alcohol and not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, room, food, everything. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. yeah, yeah, and they fun the way they set them up. The the you wouldn't even think this type of showroom would be on a boat, but mm-hmm. right. But they still get out there and party. You know, the boats a lot. A lot of people do that exclusively. You, I know people that that's all they do is cruises. Yeah, and casinos. You get a lot of people who just do like casinos exclusively. Like you get contracts with certain businesses to where, like, like I said, there's so many different avenues and different ways to to be successful in comedy, you know. Versus, you know, it may not have been the way that your childhood dream started, but you know, there's still a way. Like I said, I always go back to what Honest John told me about what success in comedy truly is. And that's the level I want to achieve to where my kids could ask me for whatever. And the money I give them came from comedy. That's like just beautiful. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy has done a lot for me. You know, I I started comedy uh, going through some traumatic stuff in my own personal life. So, you know, comedy kind of saved my spirit at the time. And um, I'll always be in debt to comedy. I would like to do a lot of different things. I don't want to be exclusive to just doing, you know, rooms. You know, I I would like to travel more with comedy. I, I like doing runs. I like going to different cities and hitting other rooms and, not necessarily even shows, but, you know, being able to get on mics. New York is my favorite place to go um, because I know a lot of people there. I can hit a lot of rooms in one night, and it's just fun. Yeah. The whole vibe is there is fun um, because, you know, New York is like a comedy, is, is comedy uh, pretty much like the, the motherland of comedy, you know, is California and New York. Um, yeah. So being able to go to those Atlanta, different places, Atlanta, you, yeah, but Atlanta, it's but it's unlimited Atlanta. rooms. Like you can do a lot exactly. of rooms in a day. Some rooms start at five o'clock, you know. So yeah, you can too. do rooms from five. O- yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and there's a lot of networking man. there. There's a lot more scouts there. Uh, you need to be in California. You know, they have scouts in all of those places where they, you know, find people's talent for uh, even even stand-ins or 
extras, no speaking roles, that kind of stuff. All of that stuff is, you know, could be accredited to your resume and just adding more to, you know, what you do. So it's, it's absolutely the dopest place to go. I tell every comedian, you're not really doing comedy until you do you a New York run. And I learned that when I went. Yeah, New York is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? I went to college in New Jersey, so I used to travel back and forth a lot when I was there. Just, you know, meeting different comics and uh, getting getting their advice, especially when there's comics that you've seen on Comic View when you was 12. You know what I'm saying? And they still out here grinding. And it just be like, but that the the love of the the love of it, it don't look, it don't feel like, you know, it don't feel like is an inconvenience on your life. You know what I'm saying? Even though there be bills, you know, there be times of dang, I need to go yeah. get a job, but the love uh-huh. of it keep you like so especially when you got talent for real to go do something else when you really know you could go make money doing something else but you choose not to you know right because you just yeah the bug like you talked about earlier the bug yeah it's the bug you definitely get bit by the bug for sure yeah so, so what do you have coming up? I know you are new wave comedy. Go ahead and tell us about everything that you are got going on right now and things that you are planning on doing in the future. Well, yeah, it's um, new world comedy. You know, it's, um, we have uh, the 420 comedy show tomorrow night. It's called Eight Tomorrow. It's uh, featuring a lot of comics from all over Michigan. And also after that, we got um, a, the Mother's Day comedy show that's going to be at the Wealthy Street Theater. That's on May 12th. Uh, I know. I'm sick. I'm going to miss that. I'm not going to be in town. Yeah, no. It's going to be a great show. We got um, mm-hmm. comedians headlining that show. She's out of Detroit. And some super funny female comics. It's all female comedy uh, yeah. lineup. Yeah, I saw the lineup. It's a good lineup. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be yeah, a good really show. It's gonna be a really good yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? As far as me personally, I'll be performing also on the twenty second at um for the comedy show in Grand Rapids on twenty second. That's gonna be with uh, my boy uh, Jay Will out of Detroit. Yeah, I know be, I'm gonna uh, be out of town for that. <laughs> I'm, I know I'm missing, I'm missing stuff. But good, but yeah, no, Jay Will is funny. Happening though, it, it, it wasn't happening in our city at all for a long time, and now urban comedy—I'm just say what it is—black comedy is just growing in such a way our city never seen it. You know, so yeah. I, so the city was just into. Which is, you know, really, really dope. Um, then, um, what, the 27th, I'll be in Ohio mm-hmm. with uh, one of my comedy partners, Terminal Time, she'll be coming out there with me with, um, what, Ronnie Chanel. 
doing her room down there. So okay. Chanel and okay, yeah. She she really doing her thing up there, and she having us down there. Oh, yeah. at the, she doing uh, her, she doing her thing everywhere. Yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie yep. is like, a, she's very popular. Every time I go somewhere and I tell them I'm from Grand Rapids, they'd be like, do you know any Detroit comedians? I'd be like, yeah, I know all of them. They'd be like, you know Ronnie Chanel? I'd be like, yep, everybody know Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, I like how her her grind yeah. is. So yeah, uh, yeah, she's doing got, her thing. And we got a the show coming up in Detroit with T Bar. That'll be um like I think that'll be in June. I'll be out there. So yeah, you know, staying busy. Yeah. You know, trying to make sure, you know, and that staying busy and that hitting as many major stages as possible, that's what keep your heart beating for the game. Like Absolutely. That's your... Absolutely. And like, that's what it's about. Um, you know, you got to, for me personally, I had to kind of separate myself and just focus on me, you know, in comedy because I feel like there's a lot of distractions out here. And, you know, sometimes, you know, networking can backfire for you. You know, communities, are, you know, at each other's necks all over the world. You know, I see comedians from Atlanta beefing on IG and comedians from Chicago. It, it happens yeah. everywhere. But, you know, we, we all we all do we all do the same thing. So, <clears throat> you know, I will hope that there will come a day that, you know, we just all have respect more respect for one another. Mm-hmm. And um yeah. and and be able to capitalize on it. It's a lot of money in comedy. It's, it's money. It's money to be made. Man, like there's enough for everybody to win. There's enough for everybody to Absolutely. get there. Accomplished. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, Dave, for taking your time. Um, how can we reach you? Uh, what's your What's your social media? Yeah, you can find me uh, on Facebook, comedian Dave Jones, Instagram at Dave Jones Comedy, Snapchat, comedian Dave Jones, uh, Twitter at Dave Jones Comedy. And yeah, make okay. sure you follow. And if you're in the area. Make sure you come to all the shows, New World Comedy. Yeah. Well, you're being heard Thank in you. the Caribbean. They won't be in the area, but <laughs> if anybody, okay. your your voice is being heard over the airwaves, Dave, in in the in the Caribbean. So, you know, I have I have local people t- tuning in. You know, that want to hear my show, but you you are telling all the Caribbean to come to your show in in Michigan. So. <laughs> Well, we're setting up a show out there soon. We're going to be setting up a show out there real soon. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, absolutely. So check out Dave Jones. I appreciate you for taking your time out to uh, chat with me on my show. Um, This is just the beginning. You know, I plan on having me a co-host one day and being able to bring some other guests on. So, you know, you got to start from somewhere. So uh, Caribbean Radio Show has given us a platform to be able to do that, and I appreciate you for having, for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Problem, no problem. You enjoy your weekend, and we will be talking soon. Did you hear me, Dave?
Yep, yep, I was about to hang up. I don't know. I don't mean long with conversations. <laughs> right. Sometimes all I'm, right, Dave. I'll you know, talk to you later. You take care. I like to hang up on three. One, no. All right, one, two, <laughs> <right>. three, bye. <laughs> bye. All right, that was Dave Jones, comedian Dave Jones. You can catch him. Um, like he said, you can catch him pretty much all across the board under comedian Dave Jones, and that's D-A-V-E-J-O-N-E-S. I appreciate all of you guys that are listening to the Caribbean radio show Comedy Chat. Um, I'm your girl, Danny Redwine. I am trying to bring a lot of different comedians to this platform, independent artists, Uh, A lot of us are not heard, you know, like me and Dave were talking about. If you're not the celebrity, you don't always hear people talking about you. But there are a lot of other people out here that are grinding, doing comedy, um, getting into acting. We got some writers out here, promoters that are trying to put shows on for for people like me. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's more of us out here. So, I appreciate everybody tuning in because it gives you an opportunity to meet all these different personalities and maybe decide on somebody that you like and want to follow and support. I do have to give some uh, honorable mentions. I do do this for uh, the Caribbean just because I'm doing my homework now and I'm learning learning about a lot of um, Caribbean comedians and very, very funny. A lot of them are very funny, and I follow them online and uh, TikTok. Um, there is a girl, uh, Jamaican Princess uh, 86. Um, very, very funny. So if you're on TikTok, follow her. I am Julie Mango is another one that is very funny. Honorable shout out. And also Kim Berry J is another TikToker that I am following. I'm learning a lot. Like I said, I might have me a little patois down one of these days, you know, but as for now, I I don't, but I'm going to learn me some stuff. So by the time I do come over there to the Caribbean, I I will know at least enough. I might not be able to hold a conversation with you, but I'm definitely going to make you laugh somehow and, um, I'm not going to say any words that will offend because I'm going to do my homework and I'm going to make sure that I don't come to the Caribbean and offend none of my beautiful Caribbean people and end up in jail because I'm not going to do well in jail. I, I'm I'm not, you know, I, I'm a picky eater, so I probably would starve to death because I wouldn't eat any of the stuff that they had unless it was just like beans. I would just eat the bean and rice part, so I wouldn't survive. I'm telling you right now. And they would know that I'm American, too, and I don't speak Patois. That would just not be a good look. So we're not going to do that. Your girl is going to be down by the beach, okay, down by the beach, sipping on me a mimosa, listening to me some bouju banton, and that's about it. Maybe have a magical um, brownie or cookie or something like that. That's what I'm going to be doing. I am not going to be coming there to cause problems. You hear me? Oh, this is lovely. This weekend is going to be great. Give somebody a compliment. Make somebody feel good today. And have a beautiful weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye.